We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Habit Lab Podcast. This is not my first podcast episode, but this is the first time I'm recording myself so that I can put it on YouTube. So this is going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to try it out. If it ends up being too much work or not what I'm thinking, then maybe I won't, but at least you have one up there on YouTube. Um, This episode is going to be about my fitness habits and it is started, or the reason I was inspired to do it, talk about it, is because um, I'm in my second week of my Habit Lab Mastery course and in that, this is where the, I first introduced some li- like offensively small starter steps for fitness. And um, I'm actually working on a mini course. I think I told some of you that. So I have my mastery course, course that's 10 weeks, but a lot of people either don't have the time or if they're unsure if they want to do the whole thing, they would like bite-sized bits of it. So the first mini course I'm building from my master course is actually the morning routine one. So it was like double fresh on my mind and I was like, I'm going to talk about it. Um, So anyways, the evolution of my fitness habits, um, at different points in my life, I've been more active, but usually I would have like limited runs of success, like two months to six months, I would say, Um, whether it was like I found, joined a new gym, found a new program, but like longevity is not something I really found until I really started offensively small (laughs) with my fitness habit. I'm almost at two years of exercising 30, or getting 30 minutes of movement a day, um, which actually leads me to my first point. One of the big things that helped me find longevity was I realized that when I called it exercise, and sometimes I do, but actually when I first started, I just called it my movement habits because for myself, what I would classify as exercise was usually more rigorous and intense than what I would classify as movement. So even if I did five minutes of stretching, I it, it'd almost be hard for me to say I did my exercise because I was like, oh my gosh, that was so low stakes. But if I said I did my movement habit today, I'm like, okay, that's actually true. My brain would be like, I allow it. So I felt more like I was succeeding. And that actual, that mental shift helps you like helps the habit take roots because faster, because if you think like you're, if you feel like you're failing, even when you execute it, you're going to avoid it eventually. It's like you're shooting yourself in the foot. So, um, switching from thinking of it as exercise to movement also changed. One of the things that was a big untangling point for me was I stopped using, um, exercise or fitness, my fitness habits as a way to maintain, like to uh, manage my weight. When I, I just learned, I feel like most of you go, us as adults go on a journey of learning more about nutrition and exercise and how to take care of our bodies. And most of you are probably aware that it's like 70%, that's kind of a ballpark. I've heard different percentages from different nutritionists, nutritionalists and other people, but like 70% of weight management is actually your um, nutrition habits. So uh, there's this great a uh, little quote that says you can't un- outrun the spoon. And for me, it was like this aha moment where I'm like, oh, that's actually what I've been trying to do my whole life is to like manage my weight by running more. And then exercise became almost this like punishment or intensity versus when I decided like, okay, when I want to go after and focus on weight management, I'm going to do that more like because it works better through my nutrition where my fitness habits, then I decided like, why am I doing it? If it's not actually just to manage my weight, it became, it became to me realizing like, oh, this is actually how I care for myself well. So it switched from 
Like this is what I'm doing to manage my weight. So this is how I care for myself. And that perspective shift made me, and then also calling it movement were the first, like some pretty big mindset shifts, like of thinking of fitness habits that enabled me to find longevity. Um, I think like I always talk about in my course that your mindset's trying to plant a new habit, but having subconscious toxic mindsets around it is like planting a seed in toxic soil. You'll have a limited run success before it kills it. So I knew that I had to go after some mindset shifts with fitness before I actually found some longevity. Um, And then, so then what I decided is like, I'm going to actually just first fall in love with moving my body. I want to actually know and be motivated by the benefits of moving daily rather than the cost if I don't. And that was huge for me. So my first offensively small habit was walking to the end of my street and tapping the street sign and walking back. And I did not want to actually, um, I don't know if I've talked about it, but I don't normally feel pretty low or that's just not as much my personality. But I, when my business was closing or um, scaling down and then I actually worked a nighttime job at the airport, our local airport, I was like pretty low. I was probably the lowest I've ever felt in my life. And I remember being like, I know that f- exercising will release chemicals that will help me. And I know this is like where I could start for that, but I had no, I had less motivation than I ever had probably before. So the five minutes of walking was all I had in me. Um, And I did that for probably a couple weeks, which it's funny. A lot of people when they like come to meet with me, they're like, okay, kick my butt. Give me some great fitness habits. I'm like, okay, you're going to start at five minutes. And they're like, oh, that won't, that won't get me where I want. I'm like, totally. You actually are going after consistency before you're going to upgrade. Because if you upgrade fast, great. You'll have limited run results, but you're not going to change the kind of person you are. Like you're changing it from a goal. Your habits aren't just a goal. Get you across the finish line to your goal. Your habits are votes for the person you're becoming. So I had to decide. Um, I think it works. Like some people, James Clare talks about some like, you know, identity-based habits, but he uses kind of more general ones. Like um, I'm the kind of person who doesn't miss a day working out or something like that. But I found that if I actually made them more specific and I sat with why this is important to me and how this relates to like my purpose or what I'm passionate about, I got really dialed in whys or identities. And I do this, we actually just did this in my master course where I help people kind of like, okay, you got this broad generalization, but why is that true? Why does this matter? Or why does this going to motivate you um, two years from now? So my little thought habit around my fitness that really helped me was like, okay, I'm no longer motivated because um, I'm using it to like manage my weight. I'm not trying to fit in a pair of jeans. I'm actually investing. So instead of like a restriction or like a tool to control something. It's actually investing in my mental health, my emotions, my productivity, the clarity of mind that I have. That's actually super helpful for folks with ADHD. Um, I've universally heard this from a few different doctor, like experts on ADHD, as they say that moving daily, excuse me, specifically in the morning is one of the best natural helps. It almost like just takes the edge off. I got so excited. I hit my microphone. Um, It takes the edge off so we can actually focus in a way that most people can focus already. Uh, So anyways, fast forward, deciding what my why was for my habit, it became like, who am I becoming? Why do I care? And a lot of what motivates me as an individual is connection. And I realized as I watched people age, people who were investing in their health health and not investing in their health in kind of dramatic declines. I realized that as they age, those who didn't 
invest in their health, it dramatically affected their connection, like what they were able to do with their kids, with their grandkids, whether they could, like I have friends whose parents can't visit them because their health inhibits them from traveling. And I'm like, oh, it was just this really big light bulb moment of like, oh, this isn't a short game. I'm going to fit into those gold jeans. I, my fitness habits are investing in the kind of grandma I want to be. I feel a little emotional. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Anyways, um, because that's where longevity and kindness for motivation comes from for me. So when I um, go on that walk or lift the weights, I know all the stats about how specifically resistance training, it helps um, when you hit a certain age, you start losing muscle and other things. I'm lots of facts. Um, realizing like, oh, so me doing this like 15, 20 minutes of weights a couple times a week is so that I get to be the grandma that can get on the floor, that can go on the bike rides, that can, how their grandkids want to connect. I'm not just limited by, oh, cr- you know, shoot, I should have been investing in my health years ago. It's not like this thing that you can scramble. It'd be like trying to, uh, five years before retirement, trying to make up for never like saving into your retirement. So I'm like, okay, this is a long game where my fitness habits are investing in the kind of grandma I want to be. Okay. And then the next thing. So after I did the five minutes, I upgraded. And then we also have bad weather here. So I think I had to shift inside. I found this YouTube channel or I found a bunch of people on YouTube that have really short workouts. Most people aren't aware that there's a whole stream. And I just made a basic playlist and I found like six or seven videos that I like. And then I just make myself repeat them because when I, I found that if it's offensively small, but I like idealize finding the best one or what I like the her music the most or the exercise, I waste the time I have to do the exercise by choosing like the ideal video. So I just kind of make myself stick to the ones I like and have used a lot. Um, and I actually then just, I think my upgrade from five minutes outside was um, five minutes of ab workout in at home, which sounds funny because you're like, it's still just five minutes, but it was physically harder and required more self-control to do it inside and do it like the abs. Like I found this Pilates girl who makes me sweat. I'm like, is it done yet? Like this is so much. Um, So it was actually an upgraded intensity for me. And then I just gradually scaled, but I really did. I really went after the concept of I had to first standardize. Like this is what I do. This is how I show up daily before I optimize, before I upgraded. Um, And then I went to 30 minutes. I think it was April, 2022, maybe March. March 2022 is when I went to 30 minutes a day. Um, I want to talk now about some of the external accountabilities for me because I am so connection oriented. I used that motivation. A lot of people shame themselves for wanting like uh, help to like stir up motivation, but I'm like, I would love for you to throw that mindset away. Like actually, if you know what motivates you, leaning into that, like please, by all means. So I did uh, with external accountability. I had a few friends who were on a text thread and we like when I knew I wanted to upgrade, I was like, I'm gonna need some accountability because this is this is gonna be a stretch for me. <laughs> but if I'm checking in daily, so we did like 30 minutes of a daily check-in. And then I actually have run quite a few like just kind of open fitness challenges online where I just have anyone who wants to join for a month. I don't currently have one. You should check in. You should follow me on Instagram, Jenna Zint, um, because when I do do my fitness challenges, I advertise it there and anyone can hop in that once. But um it's just five or 10 minutes a day. That's it. So I reached out because I was like, I know I need accountability when I'm upgrading this. Um, And then the other thing that I found that was super helpful for my fitness habits is actually, um, I would say like some people call it habit stacking, uh, which means like, I actually think that's inaccurate. I would say what I found is that the more layers of benefit, so imagine like a cake, like a single layer cake. Sure. Great. 
but like a three layer cake, you're like, okay, you're piquing my interest a little bit more. But then like a 12 layer cake, which I'm from North Carolina, and there's like a famous bakery uh, in my hometown that does these epic 12 layer cakes that are just delicious. Um, anyways, the idea of the more layers of benefit it has, a habit has, the more likely you won't skip it because it's like, you're not just missing your movement habit. You're missing all these other benefits that you've actually purposely put into this habit. So for me, that looks like, um, I like outdoors. If I can do my fitness outside, I feel like five times more motivated. I'm like, "Ah, this is amazing. I get to go play. And then I realized like, okay, running just gets the job done, but biking feels like play, but takes a little longer for me. So like, depending on what time I have, but I, it's like, I have various levels of, um, what versions of habits I could reach for with my fitness habits. Uh, and then for me too, I actually do a lot of Jesus connection time when I'm doing my movement habits. So maybe not as much weightlifting, but I do sometimes I have some videos that I'll pop mute and actually listen to like worship or a sermon or a podcast because it's kind of boring without it. So I'm like, oh, if I'm getting another layer of benefit, I feel more motivated. Like, yes, it's a bit of a uninteresting workout, but I'm actually adding this other layer. So my thought for you would be like, how could you actually make your fitness habit more layers? Can you make it outside? Can you go to somewhere pretty? Um, can you add a Jesus component on top of it? Uh, connection with friends. A lot of times I would have friends meet me for walks, different places. I just don't do coffee dates anymore. I have them meet me for walks, but the more layers that it had in it, the less likely I would skip it. Cause it's almost like it, I experience way more fruit. So if it's like a five layer cake, it's like, oh, I'm missing five layer, like five types of fruit from this one little habit. If I skip it, it's no longer, I just can't cross off my movement for the day. It's like, I don't get my Jesus time. I don't get to be outside. I don't get to connect with my friends. Um, and then too, this sounds like, well, I was going to say this sounds a little ethereal, but it's actually not. There's some science in this, what I'm about to say. So when I get outside, specifically for my movement habits, I recognize that my perspective shifts, like literally, obviously, but then also metaphorically, I become aware of how much smaller I am and how much bigger the world is. And even just like, I don't know, like I live near a river and watching the river flow and the birds. Like I just think of that scripture about if he takes care of the lilies and the um, birds, (laughs) I'm clearly quoting the scripture really well. Um, How much more, whatever pain or fear or anxiousness that I was pondering that morning, like how much more is he going to care and take care of that for me? And it just instantly reminds me how much bigger he is than me. And then I would say too, it just gets me out of my, I think of my house as where all my responsibilities lie. So me getting out of that is just a shift to become almost like it's easier to engage as a daughter rather than a house manager or someone who should, would have, could have like self-sufficiency. So I think that's like super helpful. And there is studies, there's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And he quotes a, a few Um, Ivy League schools have done research on this specific topic. So they've done their own research, but found the same results. So I'm just going to oversimplify it. But they got their participants in the study to do between, I think, 15 to 20 minutes was on the average of workout a few times a week. 
it varied how many days or weeks, but what they found, they then circled back. It was less about like what they were doing. They were just looking for like consistency. And they circled back a couple months after they had been doing these habits and they wanted to see, they were interested of like, were there other habits that grew naturally, not because we told you to do it, but because as you dialed in your fitness habits did other things grow. And they, they found out there was like a plethora of other like ripple effects, um, of other habits that formed because they dialed in their fitness one. And when I heard that, that was one of the reasons I prioritized nailing this like consistency here first. Cause I was like, Oh, I know it actually makes it easier for me to find self-control and willpower in other areas. If I go after this and they actually call fitness a cornerstone habit, which that concept, if you think about a cornerstone is like it gets laid first and then other things um, fall into line behind it and naturally get built from that initial like anchor cornerstone. So fitness is actually called a cornerstone habit because there's this ripple effect when you dial it in. And one of the things for me as I was doing it is actually just reminding myself like I can do, I can tell myself what to do and do it. Look at me. I'm telling myself what to do and do it. Um, and then last, it's been fun, like recognizing there's a seasonality of fitness habits. A lot of people get stuck in I'm going after consistency. So cons- they swap consistency for perfectionism. And that's where they lose because your life does not look the same. Just like the like literally nature doesn't look the same in every season, neither does your life. So expecting your habits to stay c- entirely look the same is unrealistic. One of the analogies I use a lot is I'm like, you don't expect your summer wardrobe to fit all your needs for winter. So why would you expect your habits of one season to work automatically for the habits of the other season. And actually it's kind of brings more life and doesn't feel like um, boring when I do change them up. So part of mine is that spring and summer and half of fall, whenever the weather's good, I will opt a hundred percent of the time to do an outdoor fitness habit because I feel I just have so many more like that 12 layer cake layers of benefit and it feels fun. It feels like playful. I can connect with the Lord so much, but when it's like our rainy cold season, I go back to my scaled back versions of my habits and I'm currently in that now we're in a rainy season. So I go to spin twice a week and then I do some resistance training or Pilates videos at home, but I've dialed it back and it's way smaller than maybe I would do when it's sunny or I've been training for races and past because I actually lean into like, Hey, this is a home like slower season. Um, I know that the three or four months or sorry, three fourths of the year, my habits are bigger, but for the winter limitations, I'm going to be okay and not judge myself and be like, Hey, you're actually kind of recouping from the intensity. I usually, the last couple of years I've run a half marathon in the fall, which I'm not a huge runner, but the simplicity and the connection with the Lord and the deep thoughts that I get from being alone by myself in nature for a while is what motivates me. I actually do not have a goal. This year was my second one, and I ran slower, significantly slower than my first one. But because my goal is not actually to increase my intensity, uh, the layers of benefit of alone time, of deep thoughts, of processing with the Lord, being outside is why I go after like running, uh, like training for races. It just is the kind of a natural built in program. Um, but then last summer, Aaron and I did a little, it's called a sprint triathlon, which everything's just mini. It's not as impressive as it sounds. It's like, um, 0.4 miles swimming. And then it's 
um, I think 16 miles bike ride. And then it was three miles run. And I realized like, oh, if we do this together, one, it'll feel connecting because we're going to have to figure out learning how to swim laps and like the learning curve together actually almost felt like more overlap. That's fun for us. And then we invited a bunch of our friends. Some of our friends knew about it already. And then we invited a bunch of other friends to do it. So like we would occasionally train together. So it felt like this three months of really dialing in my fitness habit, but the fun of trying something new and how proud you get of yourself. Even if you, like I did not do well. I, um, I think I was like maybe last or second to last in my age category, but I was so proud of myself for doing something outside of my comfort zone. And it was so fun to do with my friends. And then it was so connecting for Aaron and I that we've decided it's probably going to be a rhythm in our life. So we already are planning on doing it, um, next summer. So my point is, Lean into the seasonality of your fitness habits. You actually want it to be fun. You want to fall in love with moving your body. So even going back to that thought, if you need to untangle exercise with movement, call it your movement habit. No problem. Call it your fitness habit, whatever you want to call. But I think actually asking yourself, like, what are some of my hesitancies? What mindset shifts have actually held me from finding longevity? And how could I start um, offensively small? Okay. That's it. If you wouldn't mind, would you, if you enjoy this, would you send it to someone? If it's the video, would you subscribe to the channel and the podcast and just leaving a review is super helpful. So thank you so much. This is the last, or this is the end of the episode. Wow. Very profound thoughts over here. <laughs>